Sometimes maybe it's okay to look back a little fondly on some of the things that we used to do. I call that the nostalgia factor. Okay. We okay. are we are good. We are good to We're go. We're recording and we can do a warm up. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Okay. Do you hear me? <laughs> no, I can see you. Oh, got you. Okay. I... Um yeah, so she couldn't see me because we were uh hiding <laughs> from each other while recording in the same space. Yes. Um we we sit together, um but you were behind a wall. <laughs> um i mean i think actually let's just like lead into it uh surprise everyone i know you probably didn't expect to see this in your feed considering we've been really inconsistent Mm -hmm. or i guess consistent about not uploading these past two weeks yeah (laughs) but (laughs) yeah that's our bad it's just we've been traveling a lot for the holidays the holidays get hectic um we've both been in california for like brief periods of time yeah i'm i'm still in california actually i wonder if we'll be able to tell because of the sound quality if the sound quality is better in california or in new jersey i think it's worse because i live in a, <laughs> right now i'm living in a weird echoey box and it's very so are, you, are, are you like staying with someone in california or are you um no what's what's we, the deal why are you in california so what's happening is I am taking my last college course ever um, oh, shit. here. And so the school has put us up in this sort of like temporary housing apartment <laughs> s- mm-hmm. situation, which is all hard surfaces. So there's very little um, trolling. It, it gets very loud yeah. when anyone talks It, it looks... Here. It looks almost clinical. It looks like you're in a hospital right now. Here, I'll give you in a the, little, in the face little cam. view. We got a couch. <laughs> oh, that's a... Look. Look at that. That's a fancy couch. It's, a, it's You can tell because it's gold-studded. Mm. Um, yeah. It's very big, actually. It looks almost like a studio, more than anything, I will say. It looks sort of like a... Um, like a place where you might record like an aesthetic looking video like a social experiment or something yeah i think that's what just what california looks like though that's definitely valid because <laughs> i feel like everybody who's like making tiktoks and taking youtube videos they're from california and apparently mm-hmm. the current you know design that people are very into is just like large white building with like some furniture (laughs) yeah the ideal uh building which is just large and white yes it's it's not only a phallic symbol but also a racial symbol (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how phallic it is because it's they're usually like on the ground they're chodes they're chodes (laughs) yeah they're chodes um all things can be phallic symbols if you take into account that penises can be weird shaped (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for roll-ups, phallic symbols. Just, it's a rolled-up penis. <laughs> Guys, this That's... is a callback to a joke I never understood in high school, but was very popular <laughs> among yeah. um... Nick and people <laughs> we knew. Among me and people I would tell about my penis, which <laughs> I would just say that it was um like a fruit roll-up. I would just, I would just be like... Yeah, my dick's like a fruit roll-up. It's really long and thin and twisty. <laughs> and because people would always be and like... two-dimensional. Yeah, it's very flat. It's like a tapeworm. Um, <laughs> flat Stanley. I, I would, and I would say that because, um, because, you know, the whole thing when you're younger is like, at least as a boy who's like, you know, growing up is like, Dude, my penis is so big. My dick is huge. And it's like, oh, if your dick is huge, then you're popular. <laughs> so, but, so to avoid being told that my dick was small, I would just say that it's really long, but also thin. Because that felt like a fair <laughs> compromise. Because, like, I would be too powerful if I had a really big dick that was girthy and long. So I was just like, I'll just go for long. 
And it's more convenient, you know? <laughs> yeah. I I would say, like, I wrap it up on the, and then, like, just strap it to the side of my leg. <laughs> just because it's so long that otherwise I would be stepping on it like my shoelaces. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. I don't know. That's, it's yeah. Really peak humor, I think. Yeah, um, I was a funny guy in mm-hmm. school. What that's I would say I was the I was the class clown. That's the that's my category of uh, bre- like breakfast club category, I guess. Yeah, is I would just be like a, a jokester, not like a ne'er do well, but just like I was. I would say funny shit. Um, what was what was? Did you have an archetype? Nobody... Did you have a class that you were role-playing in uh, high school? What I role-played was the person nobody knew. Just no- nobody knew. <laughs> you were the enigma. I just... Nobody remembers me. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like, so you know how I don't know anyone? Like, nobody knows me back. <laughs> it's not like I was super cool and like people knew who I was, but I was like, I'm not going to deign to remember who you are. Like, people, my friends would be like, oh, yeah, Caroline. And they'd be like, which one? Caroline Foley? <laughs> nope, never heard of that one. I'm like, I went to middle school with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> weird because from my perspective, because I went to a different high school, like from the town over, when I got acquainted with the friend group, all of my friends knew who you were because they were sort of tangentially at least involved with you. So, like... I always heard that you would really kick in Halloween parties. I did throw two Halloween parties, but you see, the people who came, they mm. didn't know whose house they were at. Oh, um, dive into that a little bit. I like that. Let's step around in it. <laughs> they, like, literally, they'd be there and they'd be like, this is a great party. Who, whose party is it? <laughs> who's who's throwing this? Yeah, they, they literally just did not know. Um, because I, they were sort of invited by other people and I mean, that's what I wanted to happen. It was just, Mm -hmm. nobody was throwing a Halloween party and I was like, you know, in gym class walking around the track and I was like, huh, I think we should have a Halloween party. (laughs) I mean, that's fun. That's very, uh, that's very kosher of you to just be like, Hey, everyone, uh, party at my house invite everyone else so that i don't have to yeah that's pretty much what happened i believe nick pibble was there as i voiced this thought aloud um Mm -hmm. and despite being a a a small man um (laughs) a small man with whom uh, i particularly didn't very well get along (laughs) he's vaguely unpleasant um, yeah, I I believe I didn't really. I believe he didn't really like me that one. He, I, you know, but that's fine. People but like, like I knew him in middle school. He was a mm-hmm. little self-absorbed. Yeah, he um, kind of reminded me of Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, I have not and, talked to him in a very long time, so I don't know what's up with him. But uh-huh. at the time, he was like, "Well, I have many people's phone numbers, and I can contact them." And I was like. Mm-hmm. cool yeah <laughs> would you, oh my god wait i remember i remember something because like we where we went to school there weren't really like gangs in our schools it was very uh just like white and like whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing like uh i don't know if rural is the word i guess i for would me say at least. you're a bit rural yeah i would say my school was a bit rural um but all the, all the, um, like, of all the people at my school, like, there was a group of, uh, like, you know, the popular kids. Um, and I remember Nick, hearing that Nick Pibble, who was, I guess, would you say he was the popular kid at your school? He was, like, pretty popular, which I think is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, in retrospect, like, knowing him as a person. Yeah. Um, and... I didn't him and his friends call themselves the closers. <laughs> if they did, I didn't know that. <laughs> I heard this from uh, Cheyenne that they called themselves the closers, oh, and I thought that was really who, funny. Who were who were in his group? Um, there was like him and Dylan. 
uh, and like, I, I, I don't know. You would know them better than me, but like, I would just assume like it, that like popular group of guys. Yeah. Oh, those guys. Mm. Yeah. I did not know they called themselves that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that sort of like a little bit pathetic? Maybe. Uh, it seems pretty cool to me. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Not, not, pith- I meant, like, really fucking cool is yeah, what I meant. it seems pretty fucking cool to have a name for your group. Yeah, my group, oh. Did your group have a name? Um, no, we didn't have a name. Which is yeah, so, unfortunate. We now yeah, have I'm- a name. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people often call the names of their groups after, like, the name of the group chat they're in. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my friend group, my most recent friend group is uh, Egg Gang. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, we're, we're a gang of eggs. There are, there used to be more of us, like a whole carton's worth, like 12 of us, but now, now we've whittled down, and we're fewer and further between wow because we've died it's tragic that is really tragic we haven't actually died don't worry it's not actually that tragic but you just stopped being friends and members of an egg gang (laughs) (laughs) no people just like moved out of the housing area we were in so we hang out less Mm -hmm. i wouldn't really say it's like i've stopped being friends with them for the most part it's just it's just like because of proximity Mm-hmm. We it's, don't hang out as much. It's less of a coalition, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I feel like freshman and sophomore year, everyone just travels around in massive packs. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There's a whole, like, there's probably some pretty interesting psychology behind it, considering it's like, it, there's definitely, like, mob mentality of just, like, I want to be in the pack. It's like a group of wolves. Yeah, like, you try to go to a restaurant, and you're like, do you have room for 12 people? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's weird, because it's like, after college and high school, am I really going to do that? Except for with, like, work people. Yeah. I feel like you never have groups that big, because it's just, there's really nowhere you can go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, diners, that's why diners are good. Yeah, the diners, you could have the big seats and everyone piles in. And then everyone else looks at you and they're like, oh man, I really wish I was sitting with that obnoxious group of people. I mean, honestly, <laughs> when you're around the same age, you do. That is what you think. You 100% are like, oh, they're probably having so much fun. I mean, they usually are having fun, but also I like know. there's someone sitting at the end of the table who can't hear anyone. And oh yeah, no, that's I always, always me. that's why. Oh, uh, I always went for the middle seats. Yeah, that's the best position, but you gotta yeah, have. It's the most. It's the most powerful. You have uh, to have self confidence to shove yourself in there. <laughs> or just be faster than everyone else. Or be to, faster, like, which is not a talent I have. I'm always at the back of a group. Like, either I'm at the front, and then I slow down because I feel awkward leading the way, but then suddenly mm-hmm. everyone passes me so that I'm at the end. Yeah, I guess it is sort of a confidence thing then, because, like, even if you are ahead, you definitely will, like, lag back to hang out with people. hmm Yeah, and then it's like, but then it's also like, who are the people that uh, are dictating the pace at which you go? Like, like, because if you're in the front, then people are walking slower than you. Yeah. And then, but there's usually a conglomerate, so it's like, who's who's the core there? It's, uh, I think I'm not good at regulating the pace of my walking to other people. <laughs> I just, like, walk in a zigzag forever. Yeah. yeah. I also am not good at walking, you know, beside someone on a sidewalk, because I will, uh-huh. like, be trying to walk straight, but I just slowly, like, move to the right or left and <laughs> bump them off. <laughs> Yeah, Cheyenne definitely gets pissed off about that because, like, I will accidentally, like, bump into her a bunch and she'll be like, and then she'll, like, move to my other side and I'll keep bumping into her. She'll be like, why the fuck do you keep on touching me? And I'm like, sorry, what? I'm, I am? Like, I just won't even notice that I'm, like, I'm just very oblivious about uh, it. I just can't walk. That's the problem. <laughs> sorry, I'm just such a moron. I can't, I can't handle walking in a straight line. 
It's very difficult. When you're by yourself, you never notice. But when other people are there, <laughs> it can definitely be a problem. I don't know. I've noticed that. And then sometimes I'll just kind of trip. But there wasn't anything there. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did that. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of tripping, I remember one time when I was in... Uh, do you, did you do you remember ever having like big injuries in elementary middle school? Oh yeah, I, I tripped all the time. I have scars on my knees from it. Oh dude, scars on your knees? I have scars on my knees. Do you have any in particular that like have a fun story? Um, I have one where over the summer I'd been hired to water um, these people's plants and like clean their pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like tripped trying to drag the uh, sprinkler over to a certain location and I Bomber. fell on the edge of the pool and like mm. just ripped my knee open Ugh. and it was Ugh. bleeding everywhere Ooh. I like went in their house but I couldn't find any band-aids so I had to like walk back to my house <laughs> <laughs> like bleeding I... everywhere to try to get band-aids <laughs> that is metal as shit oh my god that's awesome um i mean d- d- i assume that you still have the scars then from that. yeah that's a more recent one so that's like on my lower knees kind of uh little like purple pinkish actually oh wow so it probably never quite healed right no i think i um when i went into their house i put a paper towel on top of it and <laughs> I think the bits of paper towel stuck in it. So it's actually- Some say that to this very day, Caroline had pieces of that paper towel lodged in her body. So it actually, there's sort of like a cross-stitch pattern to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of badass. Um, very cool. I, I, uh, I had a few scrape-ups, and I had a broken arm once. That was my claim to fame. Oh, see, I never broke any bones. I really wanted to, because everyone who broke bones, they look so cool with their casts. Yeah, I looked fucking badass, and everyone signed my... I had a blue cast, I broke my right arm. I was on a trampoline, and I was uh, I was on the trampoline. I was in, like, I think either first grade or kindergarten. I think it must have been kindergarten in retrospect. And I was on the trampoline with my sister, who was 10 years older than me, mm-hmm. her uh, her then-boyfriend, and uh, also just, like, another one of her friends. And their names were Steve and Mike Pham. And I was, I was sitting on their feet while they were lying on their back on the trampoline and taking turns launching me into the air as high <laughs> as I could go. Um, and it was awesome and, and super fun. And something went wrong, wrong with that? Yeah, surprisingly. I know. Um, and, like, just, like, one of the times I, like, lost balance in the air, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, I didn't say that because I was, like, f- fucking really young. Um, and I lost balance in the air, and I landed, and I, like, had my arm, and it hit the metal frame of the of the trampoline, and it busted it. And it, oh, my God, I remember the pain so vividly. They brought me into my mom, and my mom must have just been so upset. Like, I can't even, I don't know. Yeah. I, actually, maybe she was pretty chill about it now that I think back, because I don't remember her, like, yelling at them. She was more just panicked about me. Yeah. I don't know how to react about a broken arm, because it's not, like, the worst injury in the world. I don't know, were you bloody at all? Because, like... No, it didn't, it wasn't, like, a compound fracture. It didn't break the skin. It was yeah, just... see, like, I would freak out if I saw that, yeah. but if you were just, like... Yeah, my arm really hurts and it seems weird. I'd be like, eh, let's go to the doctor. That's <laughs> eh, probably fine. No, I mean, I would go to the doctor, but I wouldn't be like that stressed about it. But I don't know, like being a kid, having a cast was like the most badass thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause you're like, I'm battle scarred. And then, um, yeah. So like everyone signed that cast, but then in high school, I remember, um, I, that was, that's the only bone I've broken to date. So, but I do remember in high school, um, going, going to school and I was really into this girl and like, we were into each other for a bit Mm -hmm. and then, uh, she broke it off with me and I was like, that's a bummer. Cause like we would kiss and shit, but like, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it was really, it was really so cool. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, so she broke it off with me, and I remember just being like, "Well, whatever." With all this extra time now that I have, like, instead of like spending time with her, I'll learn how to do an ollie on my skateboard. <laughs> so I, I li- yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I went over to my neighbor's driveway, and I was like, "Cause like skateboarding is cool." I was like. I gotta work on my image. I gotta look cool so that she'll regret breaking up with me. And the first fucking day I go out there and I'm like practicing doing an Ollie, I like I just biff super hard and I I just like I smash my uh palm into the into their concrete driveway and it just like the skin tears super deep off of my palm. And, uh, and like my knee was messed up and my ankle was messed up. And it was just like, it was a stationary Ollie. (laughs) Like, like it was not a complicated, cool trick. It was super dumb. Um, but I went down to my mom and I was like, Hey mom, I'm bleeding. And she, my mom always gets really weak in the knees when she sees blood. She's like, so yeah, that was cool because then I had like a sprained wrist and, uh, it was all bloodied up. And I got a lot of pity for that. And that girl came up to me and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, whatever. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) But then I was like, oh, man, pity pain. Sweet. was, yeah, I'm really aching. Even cooler than being able to do an ollie. (laughs) Yeah, even cooler than being able to do an an ollie is um, getting hurt failing to do a really lame stationary ollie so that the girl you have a crush on will come be like are you okay yeah that was that was my shit the last injury i had like that was i was trying to ride a lime scooter Um, a lime scooter uh you know like a bird those like electric ones that you can rent oh yeah 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 okay um, they have a bunch of different names. Apparently, they're yeah. all made by the same company, though, which is confusing. Yeah. But I that shit always seems like a scam to me, so I never get them. I mean, it is. I think it just depends on if you're like really late for something, and it's like it'll take you 15 minutes to walk there, or if you get on it, it'll take you like five. Yeah, but that's true. They do go real fast. They do go. They're actually super dangerous. I don't like. I know. Apparently, you got injured on one. You just told me, so I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath to hear about this. I was like injured twice in one day, because I <laughs> I lived 20 minutes away from where my class was, and I kept waking up mm-hmm. late. And they people would leave them all around, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll get the app and use it. And then mm-hmm. it was kind of a waste of money, so I had to wean myself off of it. But yeah, I, like you have to kick them to get them going. You have to push it. And like mm-hmm. the roads were like pretty bumpy and with potholes and everything. So like, at yeah, it sounds really dangerous intersection. I stopped and then I was trying to start it again and I had my foot down and then I revved it and it just like went oh. and I like banged my ankle really hard against it. So it was like bruised and scraped up. And then later I was going and I was in the road and I hit a pothole and it just, and I flew into the air. Like, whoa. But because of my cat like reflexes. Oh, yeah, you are very dexterous. I landed on the palms of my hands and the tips of my toes. What the fuck? (laughs) You. What do you mean you land, just like you landed stationary crouch? I landed like a cat. Like a cat. I'm, That's, I, I don't believe that. I, I think you probably actually crashed into a tree and <laughs> fell over and passed out and dreamed that you did that. No, I mean, like, I kind of banged my knee a little bit. One of my knees. But, like, not. It, I didn't fall totally on my knee. It was like, one of my knees was fine. The other one was a little banged up. I did scrape the skin off of my palms a little bit, but yeah. it wasn't even really bleeding. So I that's looked... always bad. But like they were pla- your hand, the turnover rate on the skin on your hands is so fast anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I, it was kind of just fine, and I got up, but I was like, 
like two feet away from the actual scooter, which had like collapsed. <laughs> but I was in the middle of a public road. So if any cars had come along, <laughs> it would have been pretty bad. <laughs> It would have been also sort of embarrassing if they saw you fall over. Yeah, um, nobody saw me fall either. I mean, even if they did, it sounds like you kind of faked the funk on it pretty hard. And yeah. And were able to, like, you know, land in a stylish pose. It was. I was mostly pleased that I had not broken any bones or hit my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never want to hit your head. Because... Flying headfirst off of, like, a scooter going 15 miles per hour with no helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's, a. it's probably your sharpest uh, idea. Probably your most powerful moment. Yeah, I was pretty proud because then later, like, I knew a guy, he was riding one, and he <laughs> hit a bump and he... <laughs> and he uh, fucking died and that wasn't you so like you're <laughs> so you're really proud right because you didn't die and that guy was an idiot who died yeah he only dislocated his shoulder <laughs> what a moron what a <laughs> did not have cat like reflexes yeah he just it was dark too and he, he just like crashed really hard sounds like a little baby idiot <laughs> Yeah, What's I got wrong? like a, Can't text. Ride a scooter, right? Yeah, it was like Ben's like just crashed. <laughs> He's broken <laughs> his arm or something. He's at the hospital right now. Um, wow. He had to have a sling, and they gave him like painkillers and stuff. And then we all just made fun of him because the way he described it in the text was like it was it had been Halloween, so he was like. <laughs> He was trick-or-treating. I, I just got back from making out with Ziggy Stardust, and then I crashed, and I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> what does that even mean? Wait, what does that even mean? There was a girl who was wearing a, you know, David Bowie, David Bowie. but specifically yeah. Ziggy Stardust costume. Wow. <laughs> that's uh i thought that might be like a euphemism for i just got back from making out with ziggy stardust like smoking a bunch of crack like, like, <laughs> we weren't sure like, at the time but that's apparently what it meant it the, honestly there were two totally disconnected situations <laughs> <laughs> i just but he had to throw in the brag about making out with the girl yeah before he a... uh before he was like and then i ate shit <laughs> yeah i think that was kind of how it was <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good coverage on him, but he's still a big, giant baby. It yeah, like. he is. He can't ride a scooter, right? He can't, and he is a big giant. He's like 6'4". He played wow, football gigantic before. baby. Yeah, and I'm like, but you can't land properly on a scooter crash, <laughs> unlike me, who I land. <laughs> you with your foolish, higher center of gravity are less <laughs> balanced than... I, a dwarf. <laughs> um, speaking of dwarves, I've been reading, uh, for the first time, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. for those who are unaware, that is what that is. Um, Did your girlfriend really... read that, or was she reading The Hobbit? No, she, she read The Hobbit, and then she started Fellowship, but I think she kind of got bogged down in it and, like, stopped. Mm -hmm. I think if you like The Hobbit a lot, you don't really like the other Lord of the Rings books. Well, The Hobbit's so fast and, like, not really lore-heavy or sensitive. And, like, the first, like, fucking four-tenths, it's more than a third of the book, is just, like, like weird... Not not just lore, but, like, a lot of it is lore-based. Like, every time they fucking do anything, they stop, and they're like, this is where I'm from, and my <laughs> father is this, and he was a butler to the king. <laughs> and it's just like, J.R.R. Tolkien, come on, man, update I mean, this book. I mean, I think it makes sense in that he wrote it because he had made up all the history and the languages... Yeah. And so, and the geography, and that's what he cared about. So then he's like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to set a story in it. But personally, yeah. I find lore super boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, sometimes I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. Like, there's like a part where Gimli, who's the dwarf, I know that you know that, but for any listeners who don't, when, yes. when Gimli's just like, 
fucking he's he's talking about the mines of moria which is a place they're gonna have to go into and he's like ah the mines of moria by eisencrag and (laughs) flindle stuffed which is like he just names off the mountains and he lists them for like 20 minutes (laughs) um but even worse than that was there's actually a lot of songs in the fellowship of the ring which i i like them a lot of the time but they can also there's i think it's funny how do you you know bilbo baggins yes of bag end he's like he's the one that the hobbit was about yeah and i know bilbo it's weird that I'm, like, explaining it. I'm just gonna go forward with the assumption that people understand I, who these I characters think people are. will. Yeah. Um, so, but, like, in the, in the, uh, in the films, it seems like Bilbo's, like, oh, he's just, like, this old man who's, like, retired, and, like, everyone respects him, and, like, he's just sort of adventuring and doing his own thing, which he is. Mm-hmm. But in the books, people kind of just, like, he's a joke to them, and, like... <laughs> He's, like, really annoying, and people like to mock him. <laughs> like, there's a part where he's, like, t- like he sings a song to, like, these elves, and he's like, which parts were my part, and which part were the other songwriter's part? And the elves, who are, like, super fucking old, are like, well, you know, we don't know. All mortals sound alike. And he's <laughs> like, how dare you? The hobbits are so unique. And they're like, I mean, I'm sure that to sheep other sheep look different but like (laughs) and it was just a really sick burn wow that is rough yeah bilbo is a joke i feel like uh, songs probably come off better in the movies just because you can actually hear them be played (laughs) instead of having to read them yeah we were reading them aloud when when my family went camping in California, that's one of the things I was doing and why we were not recording um, and uploading consistently. Uh, but when You're my family was camping in California... being a nerd in the woods? Yeah, we were camping in Big Sur and we didn't have cellular data and we were just like... Like, we didn't have cellular connection. So I just downloaded some stuff on my phone, like on like the Kindle app. Mm-hmm. And we were just reading The Fellowship of the Ring and Harry Potter allowed to each other but whenever it got to a song we just kind of gave it like a like a christmas carol theme (laughs) like tune just because that was easier yeah also those christmas carols are old songs so they they probably they lend themselves yeah they mention weird things like telling ghost stories on christmas and which people don't do anymore, but it was very popular at a point. Really? Um, well, you got to think about it. Christmas Carol is about ghosts. True. Um, apparently, a lot of people thought it was a time when there was a uh, opening of the veil between the mortal and the other realms. And the other one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sure. I can, yeah, I mean, holidays in general tend to be, like, magical in fiction and stuff. They're, like, yeah, I I, I jive with that. Yeah, but it was pretty popular to be, like, oh, everybody tell a spooky story, but, like, on Christmas. As opposed to Halloween or something. Is that how Krampus came came around? I think Krampus is... I mean, Krampus is a sort of similar idea. It's like a demon. He shows up to make sure you respect Christmas. Respect Christmas or else I'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, love Krampus. Love, um, what's the other one? What are, what's the other Christmas movie about? The Gremlins. The Gremlins. Gremlins. That's a good one. That's Gremlins and like. Gremlins is a kind of horror movie, but it, like, takes place at Christmas, but it's, like, you know, like, Die Hard and, like, Iron Man 3, you know, like, a bunch of other action movies just kind of take place at Christmas. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone 2. See, that's a different one, because even though it's kind of unrelated to Christmas, Christmas is a pretty big element to it. It's not just, like, oh, randomly, it is Christmas. Um... Home Alone and 
also to an extent Home Alone 2, I would say are movies that are sort of proponents of putting Christ back into Christmas. <laughs> like that whole ideology. It seems like there's like a whole, th- like, because Macaulay Culkin's character arc in those movies are about like becoming less, um, less materialistic and sort of going for the spiritual aspect of Christmas. Yeah, I mean, and- it's not super religious, I would say, but. Um, they are more for, like, the true meaning of Christmas. I guess that's the thing. I think, yeah. Maybe that's how all Christmas movies are. Maybe Christmas movies aren't what I was thinking, where it's just, like, it's all about presents and Christmas pussy. movies are definitely, the moral is almost always, it's not just about Christmas. Uh, yeah. about, about presents. I would love to see a movie where the point of it is <laughs> that you shouldn't care about your family, only stuff. Let's uh, let's start a segment where we, because of last time we, <laughs> we were talking about creating a movie. Let's just start a segment where we come up with movie ideas. Okay, here's that. All it'll start. We just go. Now it's time for us to do our movie ideas. <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome to the segment where we talk about our movie ideas. On this one, we're going to talk about. Um, Maybe a Christmas movie where uh, the main character is Macaulay Culkin <laughs> from Home Alone. Is it modern day Macaulay Culkin or young Macaulay Culkin? It's modern day Macaulay Culkin and his uh, son. So it, it is the same Macaulay Culkin. It's like a future Home Alone. Okay. I like he's, this. He's now the father mm-hmm. and he's going to leave his child home alone. Oh, what if he does it on purpose, though? Because he thought it was a really, like, important thing for him growing up. So instead of doing it by accident, like his parents did, he does it on yeah. purpose. Yeah, does that... Okay, I agree with that. Yes, let's let's play there. Let's play in that for a moment. But I like that because... Um, well, is, is that him being a better parent because he's doing it on purpose? Or being a worse parent because he's doing it on purpose <laughs> i think it's him being a worse parent he's being a worse parent but is he i guess that is a form of negligence i suppose it's it's he's kind of like the people who build a playground of like broken boxes and saws because they think people shouldn't be helicopter parents and if you don't let kid take kids take risks they'll grow up too sheltered yeah. so he's being considerate of his child's well-being and future. He just wants his child to grow into the greatest warrior. Yeah. The greatest warrior of Christmas. But it is a um, little controversial among people. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay, so we have Macaulay uh, playing himself as the child, but now he's all grown up. Kevin. And he's Kevin. Yes. And what's his son's name? Um, that's a good question. Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> that's a good one that is no longer in style, I would say. So Kevin and Bill. And Kevin leaves Bill home alone, and he kind of lies to his wife. And he's like, yeah, I remembered to wake Bill up. He's in the other... He's in the car, in the big bus car we have, going to the airport. Yeah, he, like, meticulously recreates the way that he was left home alone. And also, like, sabotages his wife. Yeah, like, she doesn't know because she would never agree to it. So the problem is, like, his kid is less of, like, a little shit than he was. So he can't... Yeah, his kid is too good. (laughs) Yeah, he's too nice. And that's his problem. (laughs) Yeah, so Kevin's like, I gotta fuck this guy up. I gotta make him, um, you know, gotta build in my own image. Yeah. And then uh, Bill wakes up home alone, and uh, he's like, how old was Kevin? Like, nine? I, let's, yeah, we'll say nine. Yeah, so Bill wakes up, he's about nine, and he just starts crying because he's home alone. Yeah, he's been abandoned. He's not excited about it at all. Yeah, and uh, pretty much the only one getting any enjoyment is Bill is uh, Kevin. Kevin has his... secretly placed cameras all around the house so he can watch it play out. <laughs> oh my god! And then what if what if also instead of like the burglars, like 
it's just concerned uh, neighbors being like, hey, like, are you good? Did your parent? But like, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Kevin has told him to not let anyone in the house and that everyone is out to get him because he's just filled his head with stories about these burglars. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, let me tell you a story, Bill. When I was your age, I was left home alone and I had to survive on my wits by killing grown burglars with yeah. bricks and, and thumbtacks. Kevin has grown up to be a military strategist. He works with the CIA. Um, I like to think he's a doomsday prepper. Yeah, he's a doomsday prepper. I'm like, where does he go with his sociopathic tendencies that he illustrates as a child? (laughs) He, um, He has a bunker. Something tells me Kevin has a bunker, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's sort of in disre- it's just his basement mm-hmm. and he calls it his bunker in air quotes um but it's like just like he's got some chef boy rd down there yeah he's saving for a rainy day <laughs> and like some DiGiorno pizzas and he's like doomsday prepped <laughs> prepped <laughs> you've been doomsday prepped <laughs> um yeah so but Anyway, how do, how do we get it to the point where uh, Bill ends up uh, fuck up? Um, or, I mean, ends up understanding the true meaning of Christmas, which, which is... stuff. I think yeah. the moral of the story, we work backwards from this. The moral of the story will be that stuff is more important than your parents. So, like, he has to, like, end up with a lot of stuff that he wins at the end. And he also needs to... Um, understand that his father is a shithead yes i mean i think that'll be how he figures it out he's like the moral of this is not that family is the most important it's that you are the most important you gotta fend for yourself in this world yeah you have to watch out for yourself i like that i think we can work with that um i like that uh kevin so he maybe he like finds out that his dad is watching him on hidden cameras and uh while watching him on the hidden cameras, like, Kevin slips up and, like, maybe, like, makes a call home or something because Bill is, like, in way over his head or something or, like, mm-hmm. started a fire in the house and Kevin's like, Bill, what did you do? And and maybe through that conversation, Bill, like, realizes that his dad's a shithead and then he calls the police. Yeah. he He realizes that kevin organized the whole situation um he he has he probably talks to him on the phone and then he does something it's kind of like in the movie speed when (sighs) keanu reeves realizes that the villain has a camera on the bus like he gives away something so it's like in speed um sandra bullock is wearing a sweatshirt from like her alma mater which their mascot is the Wildcats. Love so, that. It's a follow-up on High School Musical. Right? And so somehow the villain takes that connection. He knows exactly what their mascot is. And he thinks it's really funny to refer to her as a wild cat. Oh, yes. Hilarious. So then, like, Keanu is like, what? <laughs> he just thinks it's a weird, like sort of misogynistic term or something oh <laughs> uh, like she's a cat yeah yeah and then okay. he like puts it together that she went to this school and he can see that from an angle no one else can see because he has got a camera on the bus interesting and that's the thing I, so so yeah that's how kevin lets that slip is doing something like that like maybe he's like like he sees uh his son being a crybaby and he's like hey crybaby like on the phone like kind of picking on him because mm-hmm. he's trying to get him to toughen up um and then what if instead of defending the house from burglars um his parents come back and or macaulay comes back and then bill uh starts shooting macaulay shooting at macaulay with a red rider bb gun Yes, I think that's important. Um, 
Somehow. And like has the bricks falling on him. <laughs> and like tars and feathers, Macaulay. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. He comes in and he's just like, gotcha, dad. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. And but... um, oh, he discovers in the bunker, there's like a bunch of money that Macaulay Culkin has hidden there. And so he's like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to make off with this money and live on my own. <laughs> And then he becomes a future uh, burglar. Yeah, he, oh, he definitely, he becomes a burglar. Yeah, it's, and that way it's come full circle, because the true evil was in Macaulay all along. Yeah, burglars are actually good people. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you're not there to, yeah, so maybe he takes up burglaring the other people's houses because mm-hmm. he doesn't have enough resources for himself. Yeah, and he has to live on his own. Yeah. Because, like, he's really fucked up by this experience. Um, I do like that. <laughs> I do like that. Um, I don't like Macaulay Culkin's face. I think he has weird lips. Yes. Well, that's why we're going to kill him in the end of the movie. Uh, like not kill Kevin like Macaulay Culkin dies on set in a tragic on set accident and it's he like, just, like that one time someone was killed by like they thought it was a blank in the gun but then it was a real bullet oh tragic yeah. did that happen no that happened for in real life it's actually really sad in what movie that's so that's awful i feel like it was what killed bruce lee's son am i wrong oh about my this? god yeah no i do remember hearing that kind of thing specifically about bruce lee's son mm-hmm. um wow tragic but yeah we stage it like that but like but just like in the movie, how it's staged like an accident, but it's really on purpose. But it's really an accident. That will have actually done it accidentally on purpose. Yeah. Um, welcome to 2020, Macaulay Culkin. Watch your fucking ass. And uh, maybe reduce those lips in size. <laughs> and then we still air the movie. Yes. With the shot. Well, of course. It's just all the more emotional. It's all the more heart-wrenching when we give Bill uh, an actual rifle and we say it's a Red Rider BB gun. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just the end. Uh, and then it just cuts to end. The, you know, before the credits come in, it's just like, R.I.P. Macaulay Culkin. Wait, I really like... So, the very... <laughs> so, like, the whole time, it's, like, sort of a light-hearted film like a lighthearted movie and Mm -hmm. then the last scene is like sort of like a sniper scope on macaulay culkin and it's bill Mm -hmm. and he like pulls the trigger but before like the gunshot sounds cut to black then bang and then (laughs) fade in r.i.p macaulay culkin (laughs) (laughs) or in loving memory of macaulay culkin and then they play like the I will remember you song. Yeah, or um the SVU theme song from uh Law and Order SVU. Oh where it just goes like dun dun dun. It's like dun 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 boom wow wow. You know that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh So yeah, anyway, um <laughs> this has been a trip. <laughs> I like how we just come up with the most heinous ideas possible. Yeah, it's... (laughs) The first few episodes were, like, you and me discovering, like, oh, maybe we should uh, dial back the lying and the deceit and, like, dial up the kindness. And now we're just, like, hey, what if in this fictional movie we come up with, we completely disrespect the dead and then also commit acts of murder? (laughs) Yes. You know... I think all of our movie ideas should be taken 100% seriously and oh, made yeah. into films. Um. Yeah. Well, that's the plan, long-term. That's the long-term plan. First, we just got to get our feet off the ground by getting the sweet podcast deal. Yeah, we got our sweet you podcast know. deal, and then they'll do what all the big players are doing, which is to convert podcasts into movies. <laughs> that is what they do. Um 
so because or i mean we could so we got to start small with podcast get to like book deal and like yeah. interviews become a new york times bestseller mm-hmm. and then turn it into a film yes so uh for any of the uh people out there who are listening to the podcast and want to give us a sweet deal reach out to us at uh nost factor at gmail.com uh nost factor at gmail.com yeah that is how you can reach us um if you're not someone who wants to make us a sweet deal that's okay you can also just like send us a fun email i i got a fun email from um cheyenne actually oh at the thing and she said hey good episode so you know that's how we know we're, we're putting out that quality content good i love it when your personal girlfriend sends you an email <laughs> to say good episode <laughs> i love that I, well it was an email to the nost factor you're right uh, you're right email. so it's not really a personal email but i did see it i did happen to see it while i was at the office the Nostalgia Factor offices. Mm-hmm. Um, um, shout out to Jenna if she watches, listens to this episode yet. Um, yeah. Shout out to shout out to all of you cool people who may or may not listen to this. Regardless, um, it would help us out if you shared the show just by letting people know. Word of mouth is a great form of advertising. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back on a regular schedule as much as possible. It's just been sort of hectic in these, in this the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, all in all, uh, welcome back. Yeah, and as we say always here, guys, check out your days. <laughs> <laughs>